Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I'm back. Rudrance for the Black and White Network. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And as always, thank you guys and gals for watching our channel. I think a lot of us believe that the country started going off the rails, especially in that second term of Barry Obama's presidency. That's right. The Marxist socialist known as the Obamas. Of course, that is a leftist socialist Democrat. Um, that's their savior. Oh, the Obamas. Brave, stunning, courageous, of course. Um, and, of course, post presidency they tried to celebrate the obamas i made a video several months ago where we found out that the obamas podcast on spotify was dropped they decided they did not want to renew it spotify and there's only one reason why uh, an entity like spotify would have kept joe rogan and uh gotten rid of the obamas nobody was listening Okay, Joe Rogan's like the number one uh, most listened to podcast in the world. And uh, the Obamas were getting no listens. Nobody cared. Nobody cared to hear from them. Now, of course, in the Democrats' mind, their great hope for 2024 is still Michelle Obama. Oh, my goodness, if Michelle Obama would only run. I don't know why they feel like that Michelle's going to pull middle-of-the-road votes. Um, but that is their one hope, and I will say this. Nobody will bring Democrats together like Obama's, okay? I mean, I'm not, I'm not dumb enough to act like that's not the case. For whatever reason, they love this couple, um, this socialist Marxist couple. Well, and that second term is really when we started going off the rails. It really was as a country. Uh, Trump got us course corrected, and then whatever happened... That got him not elected in the second term has caused us to go way off the rails now. So what happened after the presidency was over, all these entities like Spotify, given the podcast and like Showtime, giving a series to Michelle Obama right there, the first lady. Oh, Oh, how come I haven't seen this? I don't know. I'm not going to see it. And it looks like past one season, nobody's going to see it either. Why? Because it's been canceled. Oh, no. Say it isn't so. Oh, Showtime's first lady, starring Viola Davis as Michelle Obama, is a one-term flop. Hee-hee. <laughs> I guess it didn't get as much crossover traffic as I thought it might. There will be no second term. This is Breitbart. For Showtime's The First Lady, which starred Viola Davis as Michelle Obama, the dramatic anthology series has been canceled after just one season following ridicule from viewers and widespread negative reviews. 
wow, do you know how bad you've got to be when you're a show about Michelle Obama in today's climate for the critics to destroy you and give you negative reviews? Wow, you've got to be really bad. I, I mean, they have propped up some god-awful leftist bullshit. The series also failed to pick up any major Emmy Award nominations, though it did receive a few nods in technical categories. Okay. Showtime confirmed the cancellation in a statement sent to multiple outlets on Monday, saying the show, quote, will not be moving forward with another season. Wasn't that the Obama's tagline? Forward. The first lady focused on the wives of the president's with the plan to cover three administrations per season. The first season also starred Michelle Pfeiffer as Betty Ford and Gillian Anderson as Eleanor Roosevelt. The show was a tar- was the target of widespread negative reviews, with the New Yorker magazine calling it, quote, a bad, bad wig costume drama. Time magazine concluding that Davis and Anderson were egregiously miscast. <laughs> Funny. Many viewers also took issue with Viola's decision to purse her lips in imitation of Obama, some saying it was exaggerated and distracting. Davis responded by telling the BBC News that it, it, was, it, that it is, quote, incredibly hurtful when people say negative things about your work. Well, if you suck, you suck. While acknowledging that negative criticism, occupational hazard of acting. How do you move on from the hurt from failure? Davis said, but you have to. Not everything is going to be an awards-worthy performance. The show's producer said earlier this year that potential future seasons would focus on Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, Hillary Clinton, and Melania Trump. We will never know what those future seasons will look like, But we'll always have this. What is that? Let's see what this looks like. Really? John Edwards have Secret Service? What about John McCain, Mitt Romney? Probably not. Yeah. You know why? You're a coon. You're a nigger. Oh. Running for uh president of the United States. So, yeah, there's a little difference between you and those other candidates, Barack. Just... Wow. Um, I could be president of the United States. Can you, can you find it in yourself to be a little excited for me? Excuse me if I can't share in the excitement of my husband potentially being shot. Oh, God. That was terrible. My God. Wow. I can't believe she did her lips like that. That's terrible. Oh, Jesus. Wow. I've never seen, I've never seen anything about this show. I didn't even know it existed. I wouldn't have watched but I've never seen anything uh, regarding this show. And if you were looking forward to a second season, if you were one of the three people that were looking forward to a second season, I'm sorry, you're not getting it. Yikes. Yikes, that looked terrible. Oh, man. It is unbelievable how out of tune networks are and studios are with what people actually want to sit down and consume as their entertainment. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine sitting down with popcorn and and feeling excited about watching that crap? I cannot imagine it, actually, in no way, shape, form, or fashion. 
Tell me what you think about the first lady getting the axe. Sorry, Michelle Obama. You got trapdoored here. Yeah. Man, it seems like anything involving the Obamas all of a sudden seems toxic from a business standpoint. Funny. It couldn't ha- do, have anything to do with the fact that Barry's boy, Brandon, is in office right now, absolutely taking a flamethrower to the country, and many of us feel that Barry is behind the scenes pulling Biden's Johnson right now. Peace. I'm out. Till next I'm back. Rudrance for the Black and White Network. Well, we're going to talk about uh, the the power couple, the socialist Democrat power couple known as the Pelosi's. And in this case, uh, the drunkard husband that loves to slain them stocks, supposedly on the up and up, of course. Uh, we're going to talk about the drunkard husband, Paul Pelosi, uh, because he Today was his court date, except he decided to no-show the son bitch. Now, according to his lawyer, that was predeterminedly okay. All right. And, in fact, while we're on it, let's talk about most corrupt couples in the United States. Number one, the Clintons. Number two, the Obamas. And number three, probably Pelosi, right? Does George Soros have a significant other? Probably not. The devil. <laughs> that would be that would be George Soros's significant other. So maybe he's number one. I don't know. I don't know. The devil. The devil is a hell of a mate. I, I hear. Uh, so let's get to this. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Paul Pelosi pleads not guilty to DUI charges. Months after crashing his Porsche in California, we did that video. The very morning, just a couple of hours after the incident actually happened. And let's see what the lawyer for one uh, uh, corrupt Paul Pelosi's got to say here. A lawyer for Paul Pelosi, the multimillionaire husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who is doing her best to get us in WW3. Huh, while we're at war with Russia, we're going to continue to act like we're not at war with Russia, even though we're giving them every damn dime we've got. The Ukraine, that is. Um, <laughs> we're supposed to act like Putin's not pissed about that. Appeared on his behalf in a Napa County court for his arraignment on DUI charges Wednesday morning. The attorney, Amanda Bivens, entered a plea of not guilty to both counts on her client's behalf. Pelosi's 2021 Porsche and the other driver's 2014 Jeep sustained, quote, major collision damage. You know, it took forever just to get a mug shot out of this bitch. And, by the way, I should bring up the fact that uh, we still haven't seen the body cam footage. We still haven't seen the arrest footage from this. And, uh... I can only, I've got one guess as to why, and we'll talk about that. In a crash around 10 17 p.m. on May 28th, responding officers found Pelosi in a driver's seat in his damaged car near the intersection of California Route 29 
and Oakville Crossroad. He faces two misdemeanor charges, DUI causing injury and driving with a blood alcohol level of 0.08% causing injury. Amy McLeod, a deputy district attorney in Napa County, appeared for the prosecution. Pelosi will remain free on his own recognizance and is due back in court August 23rd at 9 a.m. PT. Uh, the arraignment comes a day after his wife, the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, rattled U.S.-China relations with a trip to Taiwan, which Beijing considers part of its territory, and comes a week after reports that Pelosi, Paul, had sold millions of dollars in NVIDIA stock leading up to a House vote on a bill that would impact the industry. Imagine that. On the night of the crash, Pelosi allegedly handed officers his driver's license and a, quote, 1199 foundation card when he was asked for his ID, according to the documents. The 1199 foundation is a California Highway Patrol charity that supports officers and provides scholarships for their children. <laughs> oh, ever the corrupt moments. Of the Pelosi family. The adventures of the Pelosi's. Pelosi allegedly exhibited, quote, signs of impairment during field sobriety tests and officers observed objective signs and symptoms of alcohol intoxication, according to the documents. Drunker than Cooter Brown's cousin, Lulu Brown. There, cleared that up for you. Those allegedly included red, watery eyes. <laughs> He was unsteady on his feet, and his speech was slurred. Oh, want to buy some stocks? And he had a strong odor of an alcohol beverage emanating from his breath. <laughs> Shit. The other driver, identified only as John Doe, was standing outside an SUV, according to the documents. There is said documents. Both of them declined medical treatment at the scene, but Doe on June 2nd told Napa County prosecutors that he had begun suffering pain in his upper right arm, right shoulder, and the neck the day after the crash. He also complained of headaches and said it was difficult to lift things with his right arm, according to documents. I would grab everything if Paul Pelosi hit me. Oh, bitch, I'm down. I would be down. Uh, Yeah. Ching, give me some of that stock money, Paul Pelosi. Pelosi allegedly injured, injured the other driver, quote, while under the influence of an alcoholic beverage and drug and other combined influence. The first count in the two-charge complaint reads, investigators later determined that he had a blood alcohol content of 0.082%. Pelosi's lawyer, Amanda Bivens, told Fox News Digital, I believe that the reference is part of the statutory bowler boilerplate language in the complaint. Previously, descriptions of property damage and injuries stemming from a crash had been withheld. Records show Pelosi made bail for a cash sum of $5,000. Speaker Pelosi has previously said it would not comment on the incident, which a spokesperson said happened while she was on the opposite side of the country. Now, for the longest time, I tried to get a mugshot for this. Uh, for him, they we couldn't get it. Uh, Jesse Waters couldn't get it. Um, <laughs> nobody can seem to get any kind of 
body cam slash arrest footage from any law enforcement entities out there. Everybody seems to be dodging and bobbing and weaving. Um, And I'll tell you why. You know, there's been speculation out there that uh, Nancy and Paul Pelosi have a rumored potential open relationship. And there might have, in fact, been, from what I've heard around the grapevine, it's, they might, in fact, been a another younger female passenger in the car when this incident took place. But nobody can prove that. Nobody can prove it. And there's been speculation and rumor that maybe that is why the arrest footage hasn't come out. Because, you know... There was some old gal in the car, as we say in Texas. Oh, he had another old gal with him, which would, of course, uh, you know, get him the give him the gas face from Nancy. We'd give him that from Nancy, and she wouldn't be too happy, even though they got this prearranged situation going on. These Democrats, they're all a bunch of total freaks, man. I'd just be doing it with everybody. Just be doing it with everybody. Bill Clinton... I mean, who knows what the hell Hillary does um, except just look mean and be mean and look unhappy and be unhappy. Jeez, unbelievable. But, you know, Pelosi's, they got these, uh, the stock situation going on. And Nancy, of course, is in uh, Taiwan. I think she's leaving. She may have already left as of this moment that I hit play on this video. Uh, I know she was preparing to leave uh, because she felt she absolutely had to go there. And try to poke the bear into WW3 when we're already poking another bear in Russia. By the way, Russia and China seem to be chummy-chummy these days. I just thought I'd point that out. And look, normally I'd be like, poke the shit out of China. Poke the shit out of Russia. But we don't have Trump or DeSantis in office right now. We've got a decrepit old tool by the name of Joe Biden in there right now that's probably got Barack Obama pulling the strings on that corpse known as Joe Biden. I mean, come on. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. Oh, Paul Pelosi. The adventures of the Pelosi's continue. They're a sitcom and should have a laugh track at this point. I think. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports. Well, we're going to talk about USA Cycling because we got a transgender akin to Leah Thomas slash Will Thomas, only this time in cycling and not swimming, that is furious. Why? Because USA Cycling banned him and stripped him of his silver medal. Poetic justice, I think, uh, justified by the fact that we have uh, really and truly a biological man getting out there and unfairly competing against females. 
uh, we've been very vocal about the fact that we also feel like this kind of thing is a safety issue, bigger, stronger, faster. And uh, it's just not fair. It's not fair to the women that have put in all the training, the work, the time to get out there and just have things like, you know, natural progression get them beat in competition. It's just simply not fair. And USA Cycling is is banning this crap. Uh, so let's take a look at this. This is Breitbart Trans Cyclist Blast USA Cycling for banning him from competition and revoking his medal. Uh, I guess this must be the transgender flag of confusion. I don't know. Transgender cyclist claims that a representative from USA Cycling informed him that he would no longer be allowed to compete in the women's division and that his spot on the IP individual pursuit podium has been revoked. Leah Jenis... A 25-year-old man who identifies as a woman was reportedly stripped of the silver medal he won in the women's division of U.S. Cycling and barred him from competing in any events at the 2022 Junior and Elite Track National Championships. USA Cycling updated its press release Friday by deleting a reference to Genus and elevating the third-place finisher, Skylar Espinoza, to the runner-up slot, as only it should be. The Washington Times reported cyclist Elizabeth Stevenson, who placed fourth in the Wednesday competition, was credited as a bronze medalist. Congratulations. Genus had won silver after finishing second at the Elite Individual Pursuit competition. The transgender cyclist wrote on Instagram, as I was preparing for the mass start races, a U.S. cycling official informed me that I was no longer allowed to compete and that my place on the IP podium was revoked on my account of my trans identity. Amen. Good. Six weeks ago, I was eligible to compete at the UCI C1 and C2 races held in the Velodrome. Velodrome? Okay and overseen by the same technical director. Yet, six weeks later, now I am doing well at the Nationals. I am suddenly ineligible to compete. Jenis added, the transphobia is so blatant, it's almost laughable. The reason why Jenis is unable to compete due to the UCI Union Cyclist International changing their testosterone requirements in the transgender policy. Okay, so in other words, according to the new rules set forth on July 1, those declaring themselves to be female must keep their testosterone in the serum uh, below 2.5 nanomoles per liter for at least two years. Previously, the requirement had been twice that high, 5.0 per liter, and the athletes only had to maintain those levels for one year. So in other words... You, they got much tougher and essentially banned this crap. In other words, legally, racing as a trans cyclist got a lot tougher over the last six weeks. Jenis was about to rail about how, quote, frustrating it is to be a trans competitor in cycling, though one might imagine it is even more frustrating for female riders who lose to cyclists who are actually men. That's right. Still, Gina's removal from women's competition is a significant victory for women's sports. As the Independent Council on Women's Sports Icons explained in a tweet, 
And I think that is him, her, whatever, right there. Right there on the left, that looks like a silver medal. Right there, as you can see, that person is significantly taller than the female competitors. And then the person that came in actually third is not pictured. And look, that's just that's just one of the little things that's a problem here. The person that actually deserved to be third is now not in a picture where they actually justifiably won the medal. That's not right. It's not right. The case involving Genus is just one of many examples showing that sports leagues have begun to stand for women's rights. Earlier this summer, FINA, the international governing body that presides over competitive swimming, banned males who have undergone puberty from competing in their events. Yes. So, good. Another victory for women's sports. Another victory for fairness. We've got a trans cyclist that's furious. Sorry about your luck. Go out and compete against men or bang the drum to create your own trans division. However you want to do it, just don't go out and race against uh, females. And what cycling did here was clever. They made the requirements in order to slide in against females probably so tough they essentially banned this crap from happening. Okay, they made they made it so tough from the testosterone requirements that it's just they're not going to be able to get many, if any, trans cyclists into this competition, effectively knocking this person out. They made it twice as hard to get in. So there you have it. Uh, congratulations, U.S. Cycling. That's a good idea. We'll take the testosterone requirements and we'll make them so stringent you won't be able to compete. Oh, sorry about your luck. Congratulations to the lady that got to move up into her rightful place. Peace. I'm out. Stay furious, my friend. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about their early 1990 Houston Rockets here in this video. Now, pre the back to back championship years, the Houston Rockets had Hakeem Olajuwon and Vernon Maxwell on the team. Now, Vernon Maxwell played six years in Houston with the great Hakeem Olajuwon. However, guys, they called Vernon Maxwell Mad Mats for a reason. The man was crazy. He was an enforcer. He was a tough guy, even tough on the great Hakeem Olajuwon. Now, he appeared on a podcast with Gilbert Arenas, and he made a shocking revelation, folks. And I believe this is probably an extension of um of an incident that I already knew about. But there was one aspect of it I did not know about. Check this out, guys. Two time NBA champ Vernon Maxwell tried stabbing Hakeem Olajuwon during a wild halftime fight. Now, I'm going to be clarify something here. Two time NBA champ, actually really a one time champ because Vernon got very upset when the Rockets actually traded for Clyde Dretzler, he quit on the Rockets and um, the relationship with um, the Rockets and Vernon was soured for a long time, but they have made up and made amends. Just throwing it out there. Uh, But check this out. Former Houston Rocket Vernon Maxwell is opening up about a wild confrontation he had with Akeem Olajuwon during halftime of a game back in the day. I'm assuming this is probably probably 1990. Uh, Saying police drew guns on him after he tried to stab the dream during the heated altercation. The two-time NBA champ made the startling revelation on Gilbert Arenas' podcast, No Chill with Gilbert Arenas, where he recalled his encounter with the Hall of Famer, which nearly turned fatal. Matwell says the incident, the crazy incident started when he and Olajuwon walked back to the locker room at halftime. Vernon was pissed his teammates weren't feeding him the ball, compromising his numbers for the game. Vernon and Akeem exchanged words in the tunnel and route back to the locker room. And once once there, Maxwell said Olajuwon slapped him in the face. Now, I truly do believe that version of Akeem Olajuwon did slap Vernon in the face because before Hakeem became a devout Muslim, he used to get in fights in the NBA. So this is not surprising to me whatsoever. Hakeem Olajuwon is a tough guy. Vernon Maxwell is a tough guy also. And when you have those two personalities clashing like that, I truly do believe that Hakeem did slap him in the face. Now, this isn't the first time I've actually heard about um, Hakeem and um, Vernon Maxwell getting into it. I believe this is an extension of the event that I already knew about. But uh, check this out. He said, uh, quote, goddamn. This mother effer slapped the shit out of me, Maxwell said. That mother effer hit me so hard, he knocked me out the chair. I jumped up, grabbed my chair, and throwed it at that mother effer, bust the glass in the locker room, everybody running out. The police come in with guns drawn like, what the hell is going on here? Damn, they got guns on me at a professional halftime, at a professional game, he continued. Maxwell, who played six seasons on the Rockets with Olajuwon, 
says had the police not barged in to break up the mayhem, he was going to chase Dream and stab the shit out of him. Wow. Uh, luckily, cooler heads prevailed and Vernon and Akeem went on to maintain a civil relationship. And after becoming Muslim, uh, Dream even walked to Vernon Maxwell about converting uh, religions. Uh, quote, after that, Akeem became Muslim. He was so quiet, so humble. So he wanted me to become Muslim. I couldn't do it, but he was a great teammate after that. Yeah. So they did make amends and Akeem became a completely different person um, after he, um, they they say he actually converted to Islam. He was already a Muslim, but he really wasn't a uh, practicing Muslim. Um, when he actually um, got more devout to his faith, he actually uh, changed the spelling of his name. He actually said he's not changing the spelling, but actually correcting it. Uh, because when he first came to the NBA, his name was Akeem, uh, no H. And then he added the H once he actually got became a more devout uh, Muslim. But man, when Hakeem first came into the league, man, he was a firecracker. That man did not um, stand down from a fight. He didn't. We see the humble Akeem right now. If you go back back and watch um, the early tapes in the 1980s of Akeem, yeah, he was fighting out there. And when you throw a Vernon Maxwell and Akeem together like that on the same team, yeah, there's going to be some clashes. There's definitely going to be some clashes. And I, and I actually do believe that um, if Vernon Maxwell was playing in today's NBA, he would have probably been thrown out of a lot of games. Uh, that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. What if Vernon Maxwell actually did stab Hakeem? He probably wouldn't wouldn't have ended up with the legendary career uh, that he ended up having, even though he was a great player, even before the championships. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. All right, guys. I wish I can actually say I was making this up. I really, really do. All of the virtues sitting in out there from the NBA and the WNBA when it comes to Brittany Griner, they keep agreeing with the United States government that she has been wrongfully detained in Russia even though she pleaded guilty to bringing in hashes oil and vape cartridges into Russia. Now, it looks like she's going to be on sentence this Friday. We'll put up a video if that actually happens on Friday. However, guys, we have a very, very similar situation that has now happened in the NBA. Guys, th this is almost poetic justice right here. Because I fully expect the Biden administration, the NBA and the WNBA to come out and make a statement on this. Check this out, guys. NBA's Iman Shumpert arrested for felony weed possession at Dallas Airport. Do you guys see the similarities between this and Brittany Griner? This is almost a exact copy 
of the uh, Brittany Griner situation, but I can guarantee you guys the NBA, the WNBA, Joe Biden will not say that Iman Shumpert was wrongfully de- detained. You won't hear a peep. Trust me on this. It says here NBA player Iman Shumpert was arrested for having a sizable amount of marijuana in his backpack at the Dallas Fort Worth airport on Saturday. TMZ Sports has learned. According to the police report, officers responded to a potential drug violation call around 2.40 p.m. after TSA screeners found a plastic bag filled with a green leafy substance in Shumpert's bag, which he admitted was weed. (laughs) You can't make this up, guys. Cops say the substance weighed 6.12 ounces and tested positive for marijuana using a mobile test. The report adds 32-year-old Shumpert, who was set to board a Delta plane to Los Angeles at 3 p.m., expressed concern about missing his trip to visit his daughter. But the responding officer informed him he would not be making that flight as he was being placed under arrest for marijuana possession. Now, guys, tell me, is Iman Shumpert wrongfully detained? I just want to know that. Now, didn't Iman Shumpert break the law just like Brittany Griner? So essentially, if um she is wrongfully de- detained, why isn't Iman Shumpert wrongfully detained? You see how it works, guys? You can't make it up. The report says the 2016 NBA champ was then placed in handcuffs and transported to the airport jail without incident. The charge is classified as a state jail felony, meaning Shumpert could face up to two years behind bars and a $10,000 fine if convicted. Cops also claim Shumpert, who also won uh, season 30 of Dancing with the Stars, had a Glock magazine and 14 9 millimeter rounds in his bag, although he didn't have a gun. Th- this man is not smart. Uh, Shumpert last played for the Brook- Brooklyn Nets in 2020-2021 and has also suited up for the Nets, Cavaliers, Kings, and Rockets over his decade-long career. He's averaging 7.2 points per game in his career. The story is still developing. So this man... In my homestead of Texas, decided to bring in weed to an airport, just like Brittany Griner. Please tell me that this man is wrongfully detained. Please tell me that. You're not going to hear it, guys. You're not going to hear it. Adam Silver, what do you actually have to say? Because he's a free agent. If he actually does get on a team, will you suspend this man? Will you suspend this man? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure, but man, the NBA, if they don't come in, say that he was wrongfully detained, if Joe Biden doesn't come out, the WNBA, if they don't say this man is wrongfully detained like Brittany Griner, you see, folks, this is nothing more than politics. This is nothing more than politics. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, this is pretty funny to me, guys. I laughed a little bit when I actually found out about this story. Rhodes was surprised, too. Obviously, Iman Shumpert did not pay attention to to the Brittany Griner situation. You don't bring weed into airports. 
Anyway, guys, so let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. All right, Black and White Sports 2 fans, we are back with another video and we're going to be talking about White Sox manager Tony LaRusa. Tony LaRusa is pretty old. He is 77 years old. This man has been around a very, very long time in um, baseball, but um, it looks like maybe it actually may be time for this man to retire because there was actually a viral video going around the other day of Tony DeRusa actually falling asleep on a job. Check this out, guys. New York Post. Internet calls out Tony LaRusa for nearly falling asleep during White Sox game. Now, the camera was firmly on his face, folks. And what makes this really, really embarrassing is that this happened at the bottom of the first inning. The bottom of the first inning, not not the seventh inning, not the eighth inning, the bottom of the first inning. It says here, wake up, Tony. The Internet had some fun at the expense of White Sox manager Tony LaRusa Monday night as the manager, 77 appeared close to close to nodding off during the first inning of his team's game against the Royals. As the NBC Sports Chicago cameras cut to LaRusa at the bottom of the first, he appeared to flutter his eyes as if he couldn't keep them open. And here is the uh, clip here, guys. Uh, this is pretty embarrassing. Pretty embarrassing right here. At home, they've got an opportunity to do that for the first time tonight. Yeah, he was... Uh, he was pretty close to being knocked out completely at the bottom of the first inning. Um, it says here, the Internet pounced on the opportunity to laugh at the veteran manager. Uh, quote, he's fallen asleep in this first inning. Uh, Twitter user Moscow Mike said, and White Sox, please do something about this. Uh, quote, Tony LaRusa falling asleep while managing his team is 100 percent a fireable offense. Another user wrote, you get caught dozing off at your work. You're gone. This is embarrassing. You know, the man is um, the man's old. Let's just face it. the man is really, really old. And um, it's probably about time that he actually uh, does retire. Um, it says here it's been that kind of season for La Russa and the White Sox who entered the season with uh, championship aspirations, but have sputtered to a 51 and 51 record. Good for third place in the AL Central. LaRusa has been heavily criticized for the team's struggles and has been responsible for other gaffes throughout the season, including when he intentionally walked Dodgers star Trey Turner with two strikes in the count. I, I think I remember that. <laughs> White Sox fans are at their own wits end with LaRusa, and this incident surely won't help. So there you have it, guys. Tony LaRusa. La Pretty tired. 
pretty tired. Bottom of the first inning, man. I don't know if he got any sleep the previous night before. Uh, this is a bad look, man. When the cameras are directly on you and you just fall asleep. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports two fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports 2. Well... Welcome to another edition of Black and White Sports 2, National Felon League edition. That's right, we've got yet another arrest in the NFL. This time, it's a star wide receiver. It's somebody the Cardinals just acquired to try to help out Kyler Murray and that offense and keep up with the NFC West. This is breaking news right now. Arizona Cardinals... Wide receiver Marquise Brown arrested for criminal speeding. Wow. Criminal speeding. Arizona Cardinals receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown was arrested Wednesday morning on criminal speeding charges. The Arizona Department of Public Safety confirmed to KTAR News 92.3 FM and Arizona Sports 92.3. Point three FM playing the hottest rock tunes. Brown was arrested at 7.05 a.m. heading southbound on Loop 101 driving in an HOV lane according to DPS spokesman Bart Graves. Brown was not present with the team during the portion of Wednesday morning's practice that was in sight of reporters but has been working back from a hamstring injury slowly since the start of training camp Last week, quote, we are aware of the situation regarding Hollywood Brown and have reported it to the NFL office as required. We will comment further as appropriate, the Cardinals said in a statement. Brown was placed on the active non-football injury list the day before training camp began last Wednesday due to a hamstring issue. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury said it was more of a precautionary measure before the team pulled Brown off the NFI list on Tuesday. Quote, we're just easing him back in. We're going to start him with the walkthroughs. I'm guessing Monday full go if everything stays on course, Kingsbury said on Tuesday. On Wednesday, the head coach said the team was hoping Brown could return by the weekend, but the Cardinals wanted to be smart with his health. Wow. With the Ravens, in 2021, Brown recorded a career-high 1,008 yards and added six touchdowns. On the first night of the draft, he was the 100th pick owned by the Baltimore Ravens, was traded to the Cardinals for Arizona's first-round pick. Now, this is the wide receiver that um, was very tight with Lamar Jackson but requested a trade out of Baltimore and didn't bother to tell Lamar Jackson, his buddy, And there was speculation that came out of Baltimore that he wanted out because of Lamar Jackson's throwing ability. So you went to Kyler Murray, really? I mean, 
Uh, I don't get that, but okay. I Personally speaking, I think Lamar Jackson's a much better quarterback than Kyler Murray. Arizona fans will, of course, lose their minds over that. It is what it is. You know, um, so, wow. Another NFL player, this time, a, a, a guy that was on the cusp of being a real star at wide receiver, um, along with DeAndre Hopkins, except Hopkins is is uh, suspended right now, and I don't know if he'll be suspended going into this season. I'll have to look, but it's neither here nor there. This is about Hollywood Brown. Uh, tell me what you think, Black and White Sports 2 fans. We've got another NFL player with yet another arrest. Now, in Arizona, I believe, let me let me look at this. Let me go back. Um, in Arizona law holds holds that criminal speeding includes traveling at any speeds over 85 miles an hour, traveling more than 20 miles an hour over the posted speed limit. So, and that this is one day after he was added back to the uh, active roster. So, there we go. You get put back on the roster, you get arrested. Welcome to the NFL. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports. Well, we got an update on Deshaun Watson. Now, yesterday, that whole tampering thing came out with the Miami Dolphins, and Stephen Ross got a suspension. A lot of people did an immediate WTF. Is Stephen Ross actually suspended longer than Deshaun Watson? And my first thought at that time was, Roger Goodell's fixing to appeal this Deshaun Watson decision. Now, when you look through all the breakdown of Sue L. Robinson's uh, feedback from her decision... She basically finds him guilty on three different things and a lack of remorse and a lot of other things that when you start breaking it down, sort of tease it up for Roger to get Goodell to come back and hammer this dude if he so chooses from an appeal, which is odd. kind of makes you wonder, was there a little, hey, agreement here, agreement there? And people bring up, well, the fact that Deshaun Watson and the P.A., are going to sue if that happens. They don't care. Roger Goodell and the NFL don't care if they sue. Um, Now, what's going to suck is if they do sue and there's a restraining order filed against that lawsuit, Deshaun Watson will be on the field game one, setting up Baker Mayfield versus Deshaun Watson. So maybe Baker goes out there, hangs a big fat L on Deshaun, and then Deshaun's out for the rest of the year. Everybody wins, right? Uh, so let's get a, let's check this out because this is starting to creep out. Mike Florio broke a story a few minutes ago that he thinks something uh, you know it something may percolate if it does by around three p.m. Central, but they've got a little longer than that. Actually, they got to I believe end of business day today, uh, but that would be sort of the the. Uh, the litmus test of what's going to happen. This is OutKick. 
Roger Goodell is expected to appeal Deshaun Watson's suspension. Now, Florio and Chris Sims both, they think Roger Goodell is appealing this. Florio thinks he's about about to get a year. He said that on Pro Football Talk yesterday morning. Chris Sims thought it would be something like 10 to 12 games. But there's another little tidbit in this uh, story that just broke about a fine. And this could stem from that contract he just got. Roger Goodell will likely appeal Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension. Judge Sue L. Robinson slapped the Browns quarterback with a six-game suspension following allegations of misconduct. As soon as the decision from Robinson dropped, there was an immediate outrage that the suspension was way too soft. Now it sounds like Goodell will try to fight. The NFL is expected to, quote, exercise its right to appeal within three days, and the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, will significantly increase the punishment levied against the Browns' dual-threat quarterback, according to ProFootballNetwork.com. That, that's a site that Trey Wingo's involved with. Uh, Pro Football Network floated the possibility that Goodell could add many more games to Watson's suspension and slap him with fines that reach into the millions. If the NFL decides to appeal the decision, the situation will inevitably be headed to court. If that happens, prepare for some serious fireworks. As stated, the fans were not pleased with Watson only getting six games after facing allegations of sexual misconduct. Now the NFL has a chance to try to change the narrative, and that decision ultimately sets with Goodell. Make sure to check back for updates. Okay, so uh, we will go right here. This is where he says NFL will move moves closer to deadline for filing Deshaun Watson appeal. That's Florio, and he thinks it is coming. Uh, he thinks it is coming anywhere between now, but the the real sweet spot for an appeal. Is 4 p.m. Eastern Time today. Today. So, let's take a look at this. We're going to go to Pro Football Network right here. Uh, the sporting news. League sources and legal experts predict the NFL will appeal the ruling on Deshaun Watson's suspension at Aaron Wilson NFL. Now, this is a guy, by the way, who worked for the Houston Chronicle and the Baltimore Sun, but the Houston Chronicle... It'd be the part of that that interests me the most. He probably covered the Texans. They predict Roger Goodell will significantly increase the punishment by adding four to six games to the suspension. So we're looking at 10 to 12 games and possibly a multi-million dollar fine, which I find that part to honestly be the most interesting is the fact that the Browns tried to do some shadiness here, signed him to a $1 million contract for just this year in anticipation of a potential all-year suspension, okay? So, oh, he will only lose a little bit of base salary. They're wanting to reach into his pockets beyond his salary this year. That's what the NFL is probably looking to do here because that contract made a lot of a lot of owners furious. We've talked about that before. So now this gets interesting. Now this gets interesting. Florio thinks it's a, a full season if it goes to appeal. Andrew Brandt of the New York Post came out. Very, very well-connected business guy in the NFL. 
believes that if the NFL goes to the trouble to file an appeal, they're going to be hammering his ass with a lengthy suspension. This guy, Aaron Wilson, believes it's it's four to six more games, making it 10 to 12, but with multi-million dollar fines attached to it. Deshaun Watson's about to get his butt hammered. I think Roger Goodell wanted a little bit of the gauge of how it was received, but I believe the moment this dropped, I truly believe they knew they were appealing then. We'll find out. We'll know. If it's not appealed today, it most likely will not be. And then the NFL looks like dog shit if that happens. They look like dog shit now. But after that Stephen Ross thing and people are drawing the comparisons there, going to look real bad. Real bad. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.